This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101. I am joined by a new friend of mine, uh, Mr. Chris Perino. Chris, how are you, man? Not too bad. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. It's an honor to have you on, man. I've heard from, uh, it's funny within the last like month, maybe, um, I've just been hearing from a lot of guys, Hey, you need to have Chris Perino on. He's a legend. He's just, he, he, he's the best there is. And I'm like, well, we're actually already getting scheduled to get on together. So, uh, but, but it's just funny that in the last month, I think Four different people have told me that that you're the man that needs to be on the show. So uh, it's an absolute honor to have you on, man. Um, I'll tell you, it's Saturday. And anytime the Razorbacks are playing football and basketball on the same day, that's a good Saturday, man. Um, and I'm glad you're not from Missouri. Otherwise, I'd have to hang up on you right now. But uh, uh, <laughs> unless you're a Missouri fan. Uh, no. Man, but it, it is an honor to have you on. I am excited to talk uh, bow hunting with you specifically, uh, talk some recurve and 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 uh, and just tell some fun stories along the way. Before we dive in, man, give us a quick introduction to yourself, uh, kind of how you got to where you're at, and uh, and what all you got going on. Well, uh, I got to be honest with you, that introduction is, might be hard to live up to, but uh, I don't, um, you know, I don't, I shoot and trip traditional bows or recurves kind of just been uh you know pretty much my main hobby most of my life i mean i've just kind of always enjoyed it haven't really had other um you know hobbies so so it's kind of been it but no i uh when i was younger my uh dad you know he he really he did a lot of fishing and he'd take me fishing and you know we did a lot of stuff outdoors but you know when it came to hunting he didn't um didn't deer hunt and uh you know he didn't for whatever reason you know he didn't think turning me loose with a gun was probably a good idea so he um told me i could go deer hunting but i had to had to use a bow so he took me over when i was oh shucks man probably 13 14 or whatever and got me set up with the 
with a bow and uh you know i started shooting it and uh hunted probably the first four or five years you know we'd, he'd take me up to state park and and we'd do some hunting and uh a neighbor down the road had a uh old bear hunter recurve that he loaned me one year man i got to shoot that recurve and i i liked it you know i really enjoyed it but you know, at the time, I didn't really have any, any much guidance, but yeah, I um, punted two or three years with the compound, and uh, you know, was shot a little buck and uh, a doe, and uh, kind of had that recurve, and was kind of messing around with it. And I got to shooting at uh, some an archery shop. Uh, they had uh, like bow hunter rounds, and so I got up there and started shooting and. There was a group of guys that shot recurves up there and, and uh, kind of got in with them and started shooting. And they were always pretty successful hunting, you know. So hunting was probably where my, you know, kind of, you know, I love shooting a bow and I kind of liked doing all that. But hunting's really what I wanted to do. So I got to hanging out with those guys and they were all fairly successful at what they did. So. They kind of took me under their wing and, uh, you know, of course, to hang with them, it's it's like I had to shoot a recurve. I mean, not really, but, um, you know, that's what they did and they were successful at it. So that's kind of what I chose to do. But, yeah, it was, um, you know, that's kind of where I started. And, and then in, uh, oh, heck, 1991, I think I was probably 20-ish or so, I thought I wanted to build build a recurve so I ended up building uh probably built 40 or 50 different recurves and you know hunted with them from about 2000 to about 2015 2016 and did a lot of hunting and and got to go several different places and uh and uh hunted with bows I built and then I kind of you know in 2016 I, I wanted to get back to to shooting a bare bows. I mean, if you're, you know, follow archery or if, you know, everybody's heard of Fred Bear and listened to the stories and, you know, so that was always something that was, impacted me a lot when I was younger. In uh, 2016, you know, I tried to get, you know, get some, get back in with bear archery and um, started shooting their bows and pretty much been shooting them ever since. But, uh, yeah, it's so. Do you uh, still make some of your own on the side or anything? You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I was building bows and hunting with them, and uh, and then I just kind of, you know, I I always wanted to, you know, the if you follow Fred Bear, you know, he always chased bears and did a lot of did, definitely did a lot of bear hunting, and and that was always kind of a dream of mine, and uh, so I, you know, I really never thought I was going to get to do it, but man in 2003 uh, I went to British Columbia and went grizzly bear hunting and shot a grizzly bear and I ended up shooting a brown bear and a polar bear and you know I had shot several black bears before that with with bows I built with my own bows but you know once I kind of got that done then I then I wanted to uh, go back up and and shoot some bears with uh, uh, bear bows you know kind of do it the way fred bear did it and I, 
think I shot another four more grizzly bears with bear bows. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, you know, you kind of watch all the videos and, you know, just watching the old footage of Fred Bear, it just kind of always had a dream to try to follow in his footsteps and do some of that stuff. And that's kind of what I've done. Now, how long does it take you? And I don't want to get off topic because I got a ton of questions to ask you. How long does it take you to build a recurve? If you, if you were to start building one, how long does that take you? Well, I, you know, I was not, I for sure was not super, super fast at it, but I, I mean, it, I probably had 30 to 40 hours in each one. You know I mean? I, Obviously, you know, the first one was, I mean, I could usually do it if I worked on them, you know, every day or, you know, if I worked on them straight for a week, I could, I could get one built, but yes, I mean, my process is totally, was totally different than uh, what Bear or any of the, you know, big manufacturers are doing. I, I, you know, would glue stuff up and then kind of let it set and. The process just didn't, it didn't go completely through, you know, I might get something started, get a handle started, glue it up and it might sit for a few days and then I'd get back in and get it shaped. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a plumber by trade and that's kind of how I pay the bills. So, so the bow building was obviously a, a, you know, a hobby. Uh, so I had to do it, you know, at nights, weekends, or, you know, whenever I had time. But, uh, yeah, it took me longer than, than probably a lot than it takes, you know, other guys. But it's just because my process was, you know, probably a lot simpler. Or, you know, I didn't quite have the tools or equipment. You know, I did a lot of stuff by hand. You know, I, would, I didn't have profilers and stuff like that. So I did a lot of, a lot of rasping and cutting and a lot of handwork. But... Yeah, I mean, it, it, we they, had they a, work. Uh, Go ahead. I had a guy, I uh, worked at a bow shop through college. Um, so what I did to work myself through college and uh, had a guy come in and he had two bows, uh, two long bows. And he said, man, I'm so proud of these things. Been working so hard on them. You know, I, I made these uh, by hand. And, and uh, he said, I, I really want to get the the draw weight tested. Could you guys tell me what they, what they weigh? And uh, my dad... My dad happened to be in town. Uh, I went to college out of state, and he happened to be there, so he'd stop by the bow shop uh, to just hang out until I got off work. And my dad's all about pretty handmade bows, like loves traditional bows and stuff. And so he's sitting there admiring these things, and, oh, man, they're so pretty, you know. Uh, what kind of wood you use? How long they take you, you know. Um, my dad's just one of those old-school guys. Well, what kind of knife did you use? To, you know, I mean, just just that kind of guy. And so my dad was just drooling over these bows. And uh, my coworker grabs the first bow, and we we step back around the around the back of the wall there to where we had our scale, and and uh, he hooks it onto that scale and pulls it back, and the whole bow shatters, and uh, just uh, breaks into a million pieces. And so he goes out, and, and uh, the guy's face just turns straight blank. I mean, just just like he had seen a ghost. And my buddy just looks at him as serious as he could be and says, well, it got to 30 pounds before it broke. <laughs> and he oh, said, geez. would you like me to, would you like me to measure your other one? He said, no, I think I'm okay. And walked, <laughs> walked out, but it was just, uh, it broke my heart to see that guy's bow break because you know, I mean, you know, better than I do. It takes a lot of time. takes a lot of effort. takes a lot of, uh, 
artwork thought. I mean, planning and, and the building a bow. So I felt so bad for him, man. But uh, no, it, it was they were pretty bows, but uh, not made to shoot. Um, so what is your uh, what's your best what's your what's your favorite trophy up to this point? Well, I mean, I I probably have to. I mean, I I don't. You know, they're all you know pretty much everything. You know, you go shooting stuff with recurves, and you know they're all pretty meaningful for you because it it, it definitely is a you know it can be a, a definitely be a challenge and be difficult. But uh, you know, I mean, I've I've got some deer that are pretty memorable. You know, just be, I mean, deer I've seen several different times. And, end up taking them you know elk were uh, for sure a uh, you know shoot my first elk was took me a uh several years and, and so you know most of the the animals that were you know the tougher they are kind of the more probably the more memorable they are but you know the grizzly bears were they're up there like i mean the bears are are definitely something that that always you know, those were pretty much every hunt that I did for those were extremely memorable and, and, you know, an element of excitement in each one. You know, that's, uh, my, 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 my favorite trophy to this point would actually be the, the black bear that I harvested last year. And, uh, what's crazy. I I'm, I'm 90%, no, I'm 98% bow hunter. Um, there's not many things I hunt with a rifle. Uh, we went to bear camp and I, I brought both, uh, my bow and my rifle and, and, uh, just kind of left it up to the outfitter, you know, whatever you think I need to use. Uh, so I bow hunted quite a bit, rifle hunted some and, uh, rifle hunted, um, the last night of the week, uh, for my last sit. It's where the outfitter thought I'd have the best luck. And, and, uh, literally within the last two minutes of shooting light, I harvested a bear with my rifle and, uh, I, I, I never would have dreamed that I would say that, that a rifle kill is my favorite trophy or, or, or most memorable hunt. But like you said, I had worked so long for a bear and, uh, I had wanted to harvest a bear for so long and, uh, that, that when it all came together, it could have, I could have cared less what was in my hand. Um, I, you know, I finally was standing over a bear. So, um, there's a little thing I like to call sweat equity. And, uh, when you've put a lot of work into an animal, it just, it, it means more on the wall. It tastes better on the table. I mean, just, uh, that's how, that's how, that's how trophies should be measured. Not the size of the animal, not the, not the inches of, of horn, but, but you know, the memories made and the hard work put in. And when it all finally comes to, comes to a close, man, that's, that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, you probably hit the nail on the head, you know, what a, you know, what, what a trophy is to you, like, like each individual knows what, you know, what kind of effort or what time or how hard something was or, or not. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, again, most people when they, you know, they, you know, we've all got certain opportunities to go certain places, you know, and when you go and, and, you know, if you, you know, like some guys, you know, don't have, um, you know, I mean, I don't have 170, 80 inch whitetail running around their place. Well, you know, if you don't have that running around your place, you're not going to shoot that. So, you know, you, your, your trophies are pretty much, I don't want to say limited, but 
you know, a trophy to you or to, to a person that's, that's hunting in an area that doesn't have, you know, that size deer or whatever, you know, a, a deer that's smaller, you know, is, is just as big a trophy as if you were, you know, hunting in an area where you got, you know, a bunch of trophy bucks, you know. So absolutely, it, it's, it's got to be an individual's choice and people, I think, need to, you know, you got to be happy in what you're shooting. And, and that's kind of what I think that sometimes... You know, people look at look at Instagram or different things, and they get this perception that you know everybody shoot. Well, they don't. You know, I mean, it's you know, a, heck, man, you go a person guy goes out and shoots his first six point buck or four pointer or doe or whatever with a a bow or whatever he chooses. If that's your first one, that's pretty. You know, that's pretty important to you, and you, you're going to remember it. And that's you know, it ought to be a you know, you can't compare that trophy to, you know, what somebody else has done that, that um, you know, I mean, everybody starts somewhere, you know, I mean, that was your first black bear and it meant something to you. And, you know, that's, that's great. That's kind of what it's all about, you know? Well, and that's why, uh, you know, there's a lot of, th- there's a lot of things I say, um, saying wise, um, that I, that I got from someone else, but I think that the saying that I, came up with on my own and that I've always used is, is know your trophy. Um, and what I mean by that is like, exactly like you just said, if I'm hunting in Arkansas, um, with that's where I grew up born and raised. If I'm hunting Arkansas with my, my dad and I see 130 inch buck, I'm absolutely going to shoot it. Um, if I see 120 inch deer in Arkansas, I'm absolutely going to shoot it. And, and people have to understand, just like you just said, that's the equivalent of shooting a 160 here in Kansas. Uh, or, or, or 165, 170 here in Kansas. Why? Because the deer are just smaller. That's just, that's just how it is. Um, and, and so I always just tell people to, to know your trophy. Uh, and that's kind of what I told my wife, you know, she's, she's getting ready to start hunting. Um, and we're going to try to get her her first deer. And, uh, she, she says that I'm the one that keeps her from hunting because get this, Chris, I bought her a bow and, uh, got her shooting man. And she was shooting good and got her out hunting a few times. And, uh, that very first season of her hunting, uh, we got pregnant with our middle and, uh, and so she, she didn't get to hunt, uh, you know, and then the next year we obviously had a newborn, so she didn't get to hunt. And so, um, then we had an, our youngest, so she didn't get to hunt again. So after about four years, she's, she's, we're going to get her back into it and she's going to harvest her first year. Uh, but she says, I gotta, I gotta quit, quit getting her pregnant if she can, so she can hunt. So <laughs> But, uh, but that's what I told her is, babe, you got to know your trophy. Um, you got to know what's, what's it going to mean to you. Don't worry about shooting a, a 150 inch deer. Don't worry about shooting a 160. If you see a deer for your first deer and it gets you excited, shoot that deer in a heartbeat. Why? Because that's your trophy. Well, I mean, that's, I don't know. I mean, you said, you said 130 in Arkansas. I can tell you right now, I live in Illinois, and I'd shoot 130 inch deer for sure. So, uh, you know, it, it is. It's each to their own, and and you know, I mean, people, you know, a trophy needs to be an, you know, kind of what the individual. Um, and I don't want to use the term set like you you can't, but you know, if you go out and make a, you know, have a good hunt, make a good good clean shot. To me, that's that's kind of what it's all about, you know, and whether, you know, whatever somebody else, you know, their opinion is or whatever they think really shouldn't matter. Like, I, I don't, 
that's probably for me. I mean, I'm kind of a, I've always been a, maybe a bit of a loner or, you know, just kind of like to, you know, go out and do my own thing. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, you know, the more animals you shoot, the more hunting you do, you know, you get a, a different level of experience. And with that, you, you probably tend to bump the game up a little bit or maybe look for something a little, a little bigger or, or, but you know, when you're just starting or you're getting into it or, you know, and it really doesn't make any difference whether you are or you aren't. If a you know, if a four pointer is a trophy to, to you, shoot it and be happy. And, and, and that's what it is, you know, but I don't know. I mean, we, um, you know, hunting is again, is kind of a individual, individual sport, uh, to me, you know, I mean, you can hunt with groups of guys, but you know, ultimately when you head to the woods, you're, you're hunting by yourself and, you know, what you come out of the woods, woods with, or don't come out of the woods with, it's, I don't know. I mean, I've hunted a lot of days and, and not got animals and it's way better than working. That's all I know. <laughs> now, uh, before we move on, when it comes to traditional bows, you, um, you, you have a hand and, and you can kind of tell me, uh, what all it entails, but you produce a quiver, a pretty bad to the bone quiver too. Um, it's what I've been using on my recurve and, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, tell me about that quiver. Well, I, when I started years ago, um, back in the, you know, the nineties, 91, 92 or whatever, I, there was a, not a, ton of guys out there building quivers for, for traditional bows, but there was a, a company and they started in up in Montana and uh, they built a leather hooded quiver at Selway Archery um, is who it is. And I bought a couple of those quivers when I was, you know, just getting into it. And man, I literally was slide on, they had um, like rubber grippers that slid on the limbs and, with a, a rawhide head um, hood, and I I used those quivers for like fifteen years, and and truthfully, I used about the same one. Like I would replace like arrow uh, the the foam in the hood, you know, the the broadheads. I'd get them cut up, and they just wore out, and I'd replace those um, hood foams, and I just loved them. Like I I loved that quiver. That quiver was. Just it was just bomb proof, I and mean, as far as for hunting, it was extremely effective. But you know, being a bear fanatic or kind of you know liking you know all the you just stuff that's branded bear or you know the bear bows and you know that bear made a uh, several different versions of some like spring arm quivers and some wire framed quivers like through the sixties really through the I think of. I think it was like the, the late 80s or early 90s, but man, they made some several different models and, and I had had some and used them and I always liked the quiver just because it had the, the bear logo on it. Like, And I, um, a couple, two or three years ago, I'm like, man, that, that hood would look great on some different hardware. And since I had such, I mean, I was pretty much a Selway fan and and had used the product and hunted with it and 
you know, it, it just worked better. And so their hardware, to me, I thought was a, was the best on the market for, for a recurve quiver. And uh, so I went to them and uh, actually I had talked to Bear about trying to get a licensing agreement with them. And, and they were super and, uh, you know, very good to work with. And they allowed me to get a licensing agreement. So I went out and tried to remanufacture basically that hood and, you know, get the same color. It was a uh, greenish, uh, like uh, I think they called it grayling greens, what they called it. But I kind of redesigned that hood and uh, just color matched the green and tried to get the lettering and the logoing, you know, exactly the way the original was. And then I went to Selway Archery and asked them if they were interested in um you know, us kind of working together and, you know, they, cause they had all the molds and everything to produce the parts and, and they said they, that they were interested and it's kind of been a downhill slide from there, but man, I was tickled. I mean, I, I wanted their parts, you know, I wanted to, them to, you know, use their parts and their components on the, you know, to kind of get the quiver built. So it's kind of a, I wouldn't say a hybrid quiver, but it's, you know, their components and, you know, just kind of that nostalgic remake of that, that quiver hood. But I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the way everything turned out. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, like I said, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's just the perfect system because it, you know, it's going to hold your arrows on the bow, you know, everything's quiet. You don't have, I mean, it's just, you know, to hold the arrows and, and, and then, you know, to kind of keep the boat quiet. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier for sure. I mean, it's just truly a functional quiver and, uh, then got the kind of the nostalgia of the, you know, the old bear stuff. Now is, is Selway the only place to get that quiver? Well, Selway, I produce the hoods and exclusively, you know, I mean, I, I provide the hoods to Selway and then they assemble the quivers and they have, I mean, I think Three Rivers and I think um, Kinsey Archery, there's there's probably some others that I'm not naming just because I don't know, but, you know, that's pretty much if you go to Selway's site, um, you can order them there or, you know, find them online. But if you go to Selway Archery, um, you can pull up their site and you will find them. And, and again, there's, they have several different, I mean, for, for me, the, um, you know, although the slide on is what I prefer, um, they have other, like they've got a strap on model. They've got a quick disconnect model. I mean, they've got a model for longbow. They've got a side mount model. So you, you really have, probably three or four different attachment systems that you know kind of to whatever you prefer and and then with that you know you can get black parts or brown parts so you can kind of i mean most most of the bear bows you know bear uses a lot of black glass so so most of the bear limbs um are are going to be black you know if you get into that that 59 the kodiak remake is is brown so so yeah i mean you know if you prefer the 
prefer the brown. You can get brown parts, but, you know, the black parts pretty much, you know, they'll match the limbs of, of most of the bare bows. Yeah, and uh, that's actually, so that's what I've been using, like I said, is the, is is your quiver so and, and you guys know that selway and three rivers are are both good friends of the show so uh head over to one of those two places and look for the grayling the grayling quiver um and and that's our boy chris prino putting his putting his touch on the quiver so uh, i have been very impressed with it however selway is currently making me a uh one of my own quivers and uh i'm pretty excited about it it's going to be um it's going to have the hunting one-on-one logo on the hood um, with some lime green stitching on it. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so I'll have to, I'll have to put, put the grayling on one of the bows and, and put, put the hunting one-on-one quiver on the other one. So uh, I'm excited about it, man. What's, what's one animal that you've always wanted to hunt, never had the opportunity to. Oh man, there's, there's way more than one, but you know, I, I am kind of a, that's a tough question for me. I mean, I want to hunt everything, but, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I've never been to Africa. I mean, I'd really love to go to Africa. I mean, I, for some, for some strange reason, you know, predators are, are to me just, I like hunting them. You know, I mean, I like, I like hunting, you know, you know, mountain lions and bears and, you know, just, I like hunting predators, but, uh, you know, I'd love to go to Africa and I, you know, probably in the last 10 years, you know, I, I've had, you know, it's like, I really would like to, I'd like to try to chase a Cape Buffalo, you know, I mean, that's, that's probably an animal that, you know, that I've probably had on the mind, but, you know, goats or something else that I'd really, you know, I'd love to do too. You know, I mean, I just would love to do a, a mountain goat, you know, sheep are probably out of my, out of my range. But, you know, you can do some pretty good goat hunts up in Alaska and that for, you know, not totally break the bank. But, yeah, sheep are, uh, are mountain goats or Cape buffalo probably be the two that, that I'd really like to, you know, get a crack at. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's plan a trip to Africa, man. I, I'm, I've wanted to go to Africa for a long time. I, I had somebody tell me one time, they're like, listen, it's just, it's like hunting nowhere else on, on the planet. It's just incredible. You must go. And I'm ever since then, I'm like, yeah, well, I need to. So I, I've been wanting to go for a while, man. I, I think my favorite, my favorite animal, um, Africa wise would have to be a black buck antelope. I think that those are gorgeous. Um, I think they'd be really challenging to hunt with how small and fast they are. Uh, but, but also the trophy on the wall looks fantastic. They taste delicious. I've had, I've had black buck doe before. I've never had, I've never had a buck before, but, uh, uh, just fantastic taste wise. Well, I don't, I mean, I've, Africa's definitely been something that's been on my mind, but, and I'd love to go. I just, man, I'm, I'm not afraid of a lot of things, but man, I'm, a, I'm that, that 20 hour flight scares the crud out of me, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've flown to Japan once and, uh, to Tokyo and it definitely was not, uh, was not fun, but 
But uh, yeah, no, I understand, man. It's uh, those flights. I don't like flying with a lot of equipment. Um, and then, and then, of course, if you do harvest an animal, much less, you know, if you're going to Africa, two, three, or six or seven, um, then you got to ship everything back and uh, just gets outrageously expensive, but certainly is on my bucket list for, for one day. Well, I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I would love to go, you know, I, I think about it every year, but there's an awful lot. I mean, you know, I, I went this year, I went down to Texas and hunted um, those odd head sheep and that was a fun hunt. Like, I mean, that was, I went down there and hunted and, you know, it was, of course, that's a, I think those things are like originated over in, you know, kind of over in that area, Africa. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't have to fly so far. It's, you know, not really a hunt that broke the bank. So, and it was challenging and fun. I mean, it was, uh, it was a good hunt. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited. I'm headed to Texas in January for a whitetail hunt and uh Texas is just such a, a fun state to hunt because it's so so game rich. There's just game everywhere and and just tons of different kinds of game. And so uh Texas is a special state to hunt, man. If you've if you've not hunted Texas, uh you should certainly go and give it a shot because you know, we went there uh in March of this year. Uh, I was literally on the Texas, uh, Mexico border. I could see the border from where I was hunting and, uh, my phone starts dinging and ringing and, and, uh, my wife said, Dylan, we just entered a state of emergency or a national state of emergency because of COVID. And, uh, we had literally planned on crossing over the border that night to get some, some, some tacos and stuff. And, uh, and uh, needless to say, we didn't do that. And my wife said, if you do, I'll kill you because they won't let you back over. You'll be stuck in Mexico. So, uh, yeah, but it's a it's a special state to hunt. You know, we went down there and like I said, we uh, we killed a black buck. We killed a, um, a mouflon. We killed um, we killed javelina. We killed hogs. We killed I mean, just a good time. Uh, so game rich and just such a fun state to hunt. So I would certainly check out Texas. Um, now, I've got a, a question I ask all my guests, and this has become one of my favorite questions to ask because I find myself using them and I find myself sharing them more than I ever could have imagined. And that's, you know, Fred Bear was big on field notes, taking field notes. Um, and so what's a field note you've learned over the years? Just a tip that, you, that you've jotted down and you've always kept with you, uh, something I can add to my arsenal and keep with me and, and something that will make me a better hunter. Uh, well, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of the guys that I've hunted with over the years, I think the, the one thing that I've always taken from them um, and, and, you know, most of the guys that you see that are super, super successful, I mean, the – probably the biggest one is they just don't quit. Like they don't, I mean, you know, I mean, like my dad used to tell me, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of reality to that. Like you just, you know, I mean, you can't, you know, I think a lot of people get hung up on, you know, what they're wearing or what the, you know, what there's a lot of things that people get all concerned with is, uh, you know what what am i wearing what's my tree stand what kind of equipment do i have well you know you you get the i mean i'm a big proponent of having the best quality equipment you can but 
you know, the number one thing that I see in, in all the guys that I've hunted with over the years that have been super successful is they just hunt. They just, they get out and they get with the program, you know, they just, you know, they probably, you know, go earlier and stay later and they just keep grinding it out, you know, I mean, they just keep, and usually if you do that, you know, you, you will kind of make your own success, you know, you, if you keep, you know, you keep, keep hunting, you, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not a total recipe for all for always being successful you know as punching tags but you know if you if you keep going and keep after it and keep hunting and you know kind of don't give up and head head back to camp and you know give up though those guys are usually usually the guys that are filling tags and uh you know i mean they they kind of make their own make their own luck i guess you'd say yeah, you know, you know, one tip that I um that I've taken over the last season, um just this just this last literally the last season of hunting, uh, that I learned was just hunt harder. Um and it's just exactly it goes back exactly to what you say, you know. I found myself each hunt making an excuse. Um you know, if a deer came in forty yards and I thought, man, I, I should have moved my tree stand over there. Or, you know, if I was in a ground blind, I thought, if I was just in a stinking tree stand. Um, or, oh, if I would have had a rifle. Or, oh, if, if I took the recurve. Oh, if I would have had my compound, you know, that deer would be dead. There, You know, there's one time I took my recurve and and, and had a deer at, at like 25 yards. And I'm like, oh, if I just had my my compound. Well, I didn't have my, my compound. So, at the end of the day, just hunt harder. Um, which is why I like a recurve because it forces you to hunt harder. Um, you know, with a compound, we can sit back and shoot a, shoot at 70 yards, 80 yards, uh, you know, at a white tail, I shoot 40 yards, 50 yards. Um, but, but a recurve forces me to hunt harder because I can't shoot as far. Um, so that's just, that's, that's kind of become my field note for this year and my motto for this year of just hunt harder. Um, no matter what, I mean, if you're hunting with a recurve, hunt harder. Um, if it's snowing, hunt harder. If it's, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's exactly what you just said. Stay, stay in there, grind it out. Um, don't, don't, don't play the game. Well, if this would have happened, if this would have happened, if this would have happened instead, just hunt harder and make sure it, it happens the next time. Well, you can only control what you can control. You know I mean? I don't, uh, you know, I'm at, I think, you, you know, I mean, hunting is not, you know, it's not, there's no guarantees in it. Like there's no guarantee for success, but you know, you got, if you, you know, if, if, if not killing something is going to just totally ruin your hunt, then, you know, maybe it's not the thing to be doing, you know, it's just not, you know, I guess it's like playing a basketball game or playing baseball or, you know, if you, if you've always got to win, you know, that's, uh, you know, I think people lose, probably lose what it's all about you know i mean what's you know i mean you 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 know for the animals this game is uh i mean it's there's a lot on the line you know if we go out there and buy a tag and go hunting um we you know are out whatever our tag costs but you know the animals it's life or death you know i mean they're they're playing they're you know it's a it don't end up good you know if we end up winning um you know, when we're out there hunting them. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that it, 
should be all about the killing. It, it needs to be about the kind of the overall experience, you know, get out in the woods, enjoy it, and, you know, hunt as hard as you can, which hunting hard and hunting smart are two different things, too. Like, you know, you got to, you definitely got to, to me, wind is everything. Like, I just, I do not, I do not hunt winds if a wind's bad i usually move i just i I don't try to fool their nose because i don't think it can be done but you know if you take all that into consideration try to set yourself up to be successful and then just spend the time either in the woods in the stand or you know trying to spot and stalk you know just spend as much time as you can you know it's the, the deer are not they don't leave the planet at noon you know they're still there you know, the animals are still out there. They may be bedded up or whatever, but, you know, I've, I have, um, you know, I've got up a lot of mornings super early and got out in the woods and, man, you know, end up seeing something or spotting stuff at, you know, noon, 11, you know, any time during the day. So, you know, if you, if you limit yourself and say, well, I'm going, I'm going to go sit in my tree stand, you sit there from six o'clock in the morning till eight. And then go, you know, head back. Well, you know, you've lost a lot of, you've lost a lot of time in the woods, and you know the animals are still out there. So that, that would right. be, you know, probably the biggest thing I, I do. You know, I also learned too, um, and it's something I guess I've learned. You know, with kids, um, having kids and having to choose my time in the woods wisely. You know, I can't just go out and hunt whenever I want or whenever I please. I've got got you know I got to wake up get the kids to school and and uh you know pick them up from school took them in at night and so i've had to learn to be selective and when i go hunting and i've learned not to hunt just to be hunting uh if that makes sense um don't go out just just so i can be out in the woods but rather like you said wait till the wind's right wait till the weather's right uh you know if it's if it's you know say for instance, if it's October 28th and it's 85 degrees, I'm probably not going to go hunting if I know on the 31st or on the November 1st or 2nd, there's a big cold front moving in. It's going to dump some snow. I'm going to just wait. I'm going to hold out, and that's when I'm going to go hunting. Um, so that's one thing I've learned, learned too, over the years is is don't hunt just to be hunting. Um, it, you know, there's other things I do, and and you know, some people say, well, I want to, I just want to be out. I just want to be outdoors. That's fine. Go out and scout, go out. And I mean, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you have to stay in the house, but, uh, I I don't want to go in there and sit in a tree stand just so I can be in a tree stand. If I've got a bad wind, because I could, I could mess things up for that big buck I've been chasing. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't want to go out and just hunt just to be hunting. Uh, Chris, where can people, I know this is what I appreciate appreciate about you, man. Uh, you're you're not even on social media, are you? I am not. No. When I was when I was younger, my mom and dad. Uh, I think they, you know, they. Uh, I, I led a lot of my friends down the wrong road. So when I was younger, you know, I think my parents kind of told me not to be. You know they didn't want they didn't want people following me, so I, I tend to try to stay off of that stuff. I don't want to be a bad influence <laughs> on somebody. So where can people? Is there anywhere that people can uh, stay up to date on your hunts? You know what what you're hunting, what you're chasing, what you're killing. I mean, most of the stuff that I'm doing, I'll, I'll try to you know take pictures and you know send it to Bear and 
let them use it or or what you know what kind of whatever they feel they need but i, I don't really have uh i mean i got a couple different couple different companies or guys that just kind of been good to me over the years and i'll i usually shoot them some photos or whatever but and i don't have anything i mean i, I don't really have a okay I, I don't have any social media bear bear does post uh quite a bit of your pictures quite a bit of your harvest if not all of them um so, so if you want to keep up with Chris and 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 everything he's shooting and everything he's got going on, make sure and follow Bear Archery, um, and watch out for those photos of Chris. Um, Chris, man, I, I appreciate you so much coming on. I know you're busy. I know you're out uh, trying to get some work done. So I appreciate you taking some time out out of your day and coming on the podcast, man. Um, it it sure was an honor to have you on the show and 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 like I told you before this and and I'll tell you again, um, this this won't be the last time we hear from you. Um, you know, we we I certainly want to continue to have you on the show and and continue to um, I I want to continue to glean knowledge uh, to glean um, wisdom from your knowledge and. And uh, I don't know if that's even how you say that. I want to continue to learn from your expertise. And so I know our, our listeners probably sure do too. So uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll have a great week. Okay, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.